Hi, and welcome to Deep Leadership. I'm your host, John Rennie. Today on the podcast, we're going to explore the topic of motivations. Our motivations and our intentions are what drives us. So today we're going to look at how they affect our approach to leadership. So are you ready to dive in? Let's get started. Welcome to Deep Leadership. Leadership is a people business. That's the philosophy of your podcast host, John Rennie. As a former Cold War submarine officer who spent 20 plus years leading businesses in corporate America before starting his own manufacturing business, he knows that leadership matters. Leadership matters. Are you ready for some real world actionable advice from John as well as his expert guests? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. The show starts right now. Welcome to episode two of the Deep Leadership Podcast. Now, if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably either a leader or a future leader. And one of the things I'm always interested in is how people end up in leadership roles. Everyone's path is a little bit different. And today we're going to be talking about our motivations. Why do people become leaders in the first place? And exactly why you become a leader actually affects your performance as a leader. So we're going to explore that topic in more detail today. But first, I wanted to thank everyone. Last week, my episode that uh, I put out there was actually the first that I had ever done. It was episode one of the Deep Leadership Podcast, and we had listeners from all over the world. I was quite surprised by that. We had people listening in from Denmark, Australia, the UK, and Canada. So a quick shout out to my international listeners. Thank you for tuning in. And of course, my U.S. listeners, um, thanks again for listening to this podcast. So let me tell you a little bit about my leadership journey. I started out in the military. I was in the Navy, and I was thrust into a leadership position at a very young age. At just 24 years old, I became the officer in charge of a small department on a submarine. So I was in charge of the reactor controls division. We had about maybe six or seven guys And that was my job. I was in charge of all the guys that maintained the equipment that would uh, had all the controls for the nuclear reactor. And of course, this was during the the end of the Cold War. But that was my first leadership job, just 24 years old. And the thing is, I trained for it, trained for it for years. It was the job that I had dreamed about since I was in high school. I had a passion for the military. I had a passion for the Navy. And I really love the mission of the submarine force, especially during the Cold War, I wanted to lead and I wanted to lead well. I felt a calling to serve like my grandfathers who were in World War II before me. I cared deeply about the Navy. I cared deeply about our mission, uh, especially the submarine force and what our mission was during the Cold War. And what was interesting is that time in the military is I was surrounded by other leaders who felt pretty much the way I did. We all felt the same passion towards doing the job. It was really only until I got out of the Navy and I joined corporate America that I started to find people who had maybe, or who went into leadership for vastly different reasons. Most of the managers I met in corporate America came from positions where they were a very strong individual contributor, and they ended up being promoted based on their individual performance. That's really common in corporate America. You're, you're really good at what you do, so you end up being in charge of people that do, that do what you used to do. 
So, um, and there were some that, like, like my you know, leaders that I worked with in uh, the Navy that had a deep passion for, for the mission of the business. They had a desire to lead people well, and they were good leaders. They were good managers. But one of the things that I saw in my time in corporate America, that there, there, were, there were a lot of managers who simply took the role because they wanted the perks of the job. They wanted to be a leader to get recognition, more money, a fancy title, a better office, bigger bonus checks, and mostly to further advance their careers, to continue on to the next level, the next rung up the corporate ladder, if you will. They wanted the leadership job for personal gain. They wanted it so they could be better themselves, whether it was financially or, or you know, more secure in their job. And really, I think that's where there's a major problem in leadership today. It's one of the reasons why good leaders are hard to find in corporate America. It's probably one of the reasons why employee engagement is so low. There's too many managers, managers and leaders who are just in it for themselves. And this is a problem. So I love this quote from uh, Lisa Haysha. She says, great leaders don't set out to be a leader. They set out to make a difference. And almost all the officers and senior enlisted leaders I serve with in the Navy fit that description. They set out to make a difference. In corporate America, however, this is a little more rare. So you probably have heard of uh, someone uh, or a lady by the name of Susan Cain, and she is best known for her work on raising awareness on the importance of introverts. She wrote a best-selling book in 2013 called Quiet, The Power of Introverts in a World That Can't Stop Talking, and it's considered by many to be the premier resource for understanding this particular personality type. And as a former introvert myself, yes, it's probably hard to believe, but I was an introvert at one time in my uh, life, but I, I really like her work and it resonates with me. And if you haven't picked up her book or you haven't looked at it and you want to understand introverts better, it's a great book, um, Quiet, The Power of Introverts in a World That Can't Stop Talking. But when it comes to leadership, though, I thought she really nailed it in an article she wrote for the New York Times in 2017. And this one really stood out to me. The article was titled, Not Leadership Material? Good. The world needs more followers. And, you know, the article was primarily focused on the importance of intro introverts and their contributions to organizations and the importance of, of their role she indirectly, and I don't think she meant to do it, but I think she really nailed it because she, she sort of uncovered what I believe is wrong with leadership in corporate America. She explains that in America today, we have glorified leadership. And I've got glorified in, in uh, you know, air quotes. We've glorified leadership so much that people are taking leadership roles for the wrong reasons. And, and I think she's, she's got her finger on the pulse of what's really going on. Let me read a little excerpt from the article. She said, perhaps the biggest disservice done by the outsized, the outsized glorification of leadership skills is that the practice of leadership itself, it hollows it out. It empties it of meaning. It attracts those who are motivated, motivated by the spotlight rather than by the ideas and people they serve. It teaches people to be a leader for the sake of being in charge 
rather than in a name or of a cause or an idea they believe in. The difference between the two states of mind is profound. Honestly, I think she hits the nail on the head. There is a shortage of good leaders out there because many people are choosing to lead for the wrong reasons. So if you want to be a leader or you're currently in a leader, think about this question. Ask yourself this question, why? What is your motivation? Why do you want to be a leader? Why do you want to be in a leadership role? You know, I think she nails it. If you're choosing this role for the paycheck, the title, the prestige, the powers, the trappings, you're never really going to become a leader worth following, right? You're always going to be that person that everyone realizes that you're in it for yourself. You're not in it for the organization or the people that work for you. You know, leadership, leadership is difficult. Uh, you, if you've read my book, you know I say that, that leadership is difficult. You're responsible for motivating a group of people to accomplish a goal, and it's not easy, right? It's not something that you should do without careful consideration, right? You're, you're in the job, and everyone's looking to you to make the right decisions, make the right call. It's, it's difficult, but you can do it, lead it well if you're motivated correctly. So let me suggest three questions to ask yourself. So the first question is, do you have a passion for leadership? So just like any career, any career that you select or that you want to go into, you have to have the passion for it, right? To be a leader means you have the full responsibility of an organization and all the people associated with it. It means that you're accountable for everything that happens on your watch. And so that's just not just the business results or the organizational results, but it's the people that work for you as well. It's a difficult job. It's a lonely job. It, de it demands a 24-7 commitment. So the question is, do you have a passion to be a great leader? So that's the first question. Next question is, do you care deeply about the idea or organization? As a leader, all the eyes are going to be on you, right? Your attitudes, toward, your attitude, your attitudes towards the mission are going to reverberate throughout your team. You're the conductor. People are taking cues from you. If you care deeply about the organization's missions, they will as well. But if you're half-hearted, they're going to see that as well. So ask yourself, do you care deeply about the idea of or, or organization that you're about to lead? Next question is kind of interesting, and some people will not agree with me on this, and that's okay. But the question I believe is important is, do you love people? Okay, that's a tough question. The one thing I see most in poor leaders is they have a negative attitude toward people. You'll hear me say this over and over again. Leadership is a people business. Your entire job is to motivate people towards accomplishing a goal. But unfortunately, many individuals who choose a, a, a job in leadership, they don't like people. They can't stand being around them. They think they're, they're a problem, right? I understand, right? I, I've been leading people for 30 years. People are messy. They have issues, problems, emotions, relationships, baggage, right? But your job is to see past those flaws, to love your people, motivate them to do great things. And here's a newsflash. You can't be a great leader if you don't love people. Susan Cain does a great job pointing out that there's a lot of people choosing leadership for the wrong reasons, and it's really emptied out what leadership is supposed to be. So leadership is like any other profession. It requires a, uh, a, a certain set of skills, and if you don't have them, 
you probably shouldn't even be in leadership. So if you are a leader or if you're thinking about being a leader or if you're wondering what leadership is all about, ask yourself these three questions. Do you have a passion to lead? Do you care deeply about the mission or the idea that you will be leading this team to do? And the third question, do you love people? Do you understand what it takes to lead them? If you choose to lead, please be a great leader. Honestly, we need better, not more leaders. So ask yourself these three questions. Do that this week and reach out to me on Twitter. Let me know what you think about this episode, what you think about those three questions. I'm at John S. Rennie. And by the way, that's a John, J-O-N. So John S. Rennie is my Twitter handle. And, you know, let's have a dialogue of these three questions. Are there, is there a fourth question? Is something else I missed that you might want to talk about? So reach out to me on Twitter. Let's have a discussion. Now, if you haven't done it already, I'd encourage you to pick up my best-selling leadership book. It's called I Have the Watch, Becoming a Leader Worth Following. It's filled with 23 short stories just like this one, and it'll help you to become a more effective leader. It's super easy to read, and most people finish it in less than two hours. So for those people that say, well, I'm too busy, I can't take the time to uh, read your book. Really? Guess what? There's an audible version available as well, less than two hours. So for some of you, it's a commute to work and back, and you've basically gotten 23 short stories from someone who's been in leadership for more than 30 years. So you can go to IHaveTheWatch.com to get more information. We're available on Amazon as well. So... That's it for this week's episode. So if you like this podcast, please subscribe and share it so we can continue to build a world with better bosses. Until next time, this is John Rennie saying, take care and lead well. Thank you for listening to Deep Leadership. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all you do. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. For more information and updates, please visit our website at www.deepleadershippodcast.com or johnsrenny.com. Until next time, take care. Welcome to Sarah Talk Solutions. Ladies and gentlemen, you've tuned into a beautiful different type of show. I'm Sarah B and I'm your host. You can find me on my IG, which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. I talk about amazing, relevant conversations and topics and what functions that goes on in this magical, wonderful, wonderful city of the City of Angels. My IG, which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. Electric acid. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Peter. We're the founders of Electrocast Media, bringing you great podcasts like Nightmare Road Stories, Tech Talk Revolution, and Bodacious Minds. Electrocast networks include Ruby for female empowerment, the best business network, and GPN for geopolitics. We built this company to create community and amplify diverse voices, and we really appreciate your support. So, keep listening to Electrocast Podcasts and hear the culture. Electrocast.